For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, on the monorail. Alex, what's the history going to be on today? It's on Catherine Vermont. She voiced Alice in Wonderland and Wendy in Peter Pan. I'm super excited. I love Alice in Wonderland. Not the Disney version, though. I've never seen that one. You know what, what movie I love? Hook. That's a great one. That's not Disney. I really love Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. That's also not Disney. I really like the first Spider-Man movie. That's not Disney either. Uh, not as good as Daredevil, though. Yeah. Still not Disney. Welcome to episode 198 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Zelda, stop it. <laughs> That's going to be the new intro. Uh, Zelda, stop it. <laughs> Today, we will be giving the his on Catherine Beaumont. Right now, we are recording live for our Goof Troop members. If you want to watch us live once a week, sign up for our Goof Troop. All you got to do is go to DizHis.com and you will find the link at the very top as well as seeing our beautiful faces. We'll be entered into our lovely giveaways. Next week, we'll be giving away a wax melt from Three Chicky Chicks. Uh, we have given away Disney merch, Diz His merch, many other things. You'll also get access to our Groove Troop chat, where you can interact with us and our Groove Troop members. We talk Disney daily and have daily Disney-themed questions. Plus, our live shows are really messy and lots of fun. Our lowest tier is like 2 bucks a month. Check us out, DizHiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. Go right now. Thank you. I don't care what Alex has to say after me. Phone calls are way more important than emails. Uh, if you're Team Chris and not Team Alex, give us a call at 707-842-0345. Leave us a message and tell us why phone calls are more genuine than emails. And you know what? If you're Team Alex and not Team Chris, you send us an email at dishis 65 at gmail.com. I'm expecting dozens and dozens of emails to come in and tell us about you know what you think about our episodes our episodes what do you think we should do in the future what kind of segments should we bring back from the past and you know just support the email system don't call us don't call us email us so today guys we're gonna be celebrating women's history month right by celebrating Catherine beaumont who was born in London, England in 1938 at a young age. She was an actress. After being brought over to California by MGM, she was hired by Disney to voice act in Alice in Wonderland. Catherine would also do the acting that was used by animators to make the cartoon look realistic. Catherine Beaumont would also get to voice Wendy Darling in Peter Pan, solidifying her as a Disney legend. So uh, she voiced some pretty big, iconic characters, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I guess pretty low standards back then to become a Disney legend. Voice two <laughs> things you're in. Well, well she, I, I think she, she did a little a, bit more, right? 
No. I mean, not. I would just call that like voice actor for Disney. I wouldn't call it consider that Disney legend. But hey, maybe in the history, we find out why she's a Disney legend. So I guess you guys are gonna have to listen a little bit more. Nope, that's about it. <laughs> hey, hold on. At the very end of the episode, I have some big news to share and what I did in the world of Disney. Whoa. Yeah, Alex, you can be really excited about it. I am? Yeah, you're gonna be really excited about it. Really excited? Yeah, yeah you can be really excited. Wow. Okay, so you have to tune in later. So don't turn, sh- don't shut it off right now. You need to tune in to what I did in the world of Disney. If you're listening right now on Sorcerer Radio, we don't re- usually play that segment because it goes a little long, right? So you have to go to you know Spotify or wherever to go ahead and hear exactly my uh, my big news and what I did in the world of Disney this week. You're not going to want to miss it. I mean, if you do, it's not that big of a deal. It's really not that great, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I'll <laughs> cut that. Let's get to the his on Catherine Beaumont. Catherine Beaumont was born on June 27, 1938, in London, England. She grew up surrounded by show business. Her mother was a professional dancer, and her father was a musician. Catherine started working early at the age of five. She was in It Happened One Sunday, which was released in 1944. Shortly after, she landed another role for MGM Studios. MGM signed her to a contract requiring her to relocate to Los Angeles to be available for any MGM roles they assigned her. MGM wanted to make films with British characters and British-type stories. Unfortunately for Catherine, these movies never came to be, so it took her a while to land a part. Eventually, she did play a small part in MGM's On an Island with You, which was released in 1948. She would also star in both The Secret Garden and Challenge to Lassie, released in 1949. Walt Disney was looking for a girl to voice and act for a new animated movie project, Alice in Wonderland. Walt saw Catherine Beaumont in On an Island with You and thought she would be perfect. Walt wanted a young actress with an English accent to complement the English literature but he didn't want the accent to be so thick that it became a British film. Catherine's accent had softened since she grew up in L.A. for the past six years. At 11 years of age, Catherine met Walt for the first time, and during her time at Disney, she remembers Walt being very interested in everything that was going on with the work. He was a hands-on leader. Catherine worked directly with the voice director, Winston Hyber. So she did, did more than those two things. Like well, The Secret Garden is like pretty popular. You know what that is? You never heard of The Secret Garden? No. I think that might be Disney. No, it's Secret. not Disney. You sure? Well, yeah, because the first she only done two things for Disney, and, the, the, and we're doing the history on it. Those are both MGM films. But it's very popular. You guys never heard of the Secret Garden? No, dude, no. it's a secret. Yeah. Oh my gosh, not a secret. You want to tell us about it? I don't remember. I just know it's very popular. It's a popular book, also, The Secret Garden. With uh, um, with old people? No, it doesn't have old people. Why, what makes you think that has old people? It's about like a no, bunch of kids. No, I'm, it's saying, like I'm saying it's popular with old people. No, I think it's still popular now. I think they keep on making remakes of it oh. with like new, it's like newer generation. Um, so really, yeah, interesting. So, so anyway, you know, that was the his on the secret garden. <laughs> so you know, of course, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, you know, a very popular, uh, you know, movie. A uh, very popular. Prince, it's Alice in Wonderland. She's not a princess, right? Is she a princess? No, she's a girl. 
She's just a girl. Yeah, that's pretty sexist. Thinking that she's a princess. Well, no, I'm asking. Princess. She's not a princess, right? But she's like no. all over the parks. Like, if you go to Epcot, you can meet. Is like a meet and greet with. Yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland. So. Yeah. Is that but, her full name? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Inda is her middle name. That's what I figured. Yeah. I you thought I named my daughter Inda, but yeah. Inda. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Walt was like, listen, I want a British actress, but not not too British, British. not too British. <laughs> not too she British. comes in and she's like, can I have some tea? He's like, you're too British. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, she was she came over from London, England to L.A. And both her parents are in the uh, in the business, in the professional. Her mom was a professional dancer. Her father was a musician. And then they move over to L.A. I imagine their parents moved with them. Imagine those parents like they were like. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna pay her to come over to LA? We get to go right as well, right? Because <laughs> like, <they're laughs> yeah, like right. you know, I'm a professional dancer. He's a musician. We could we could thrive in LA. So. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they didn't. They were it never <laughs> said they were a good dancer and whatever else well, they were. Musician. I don't musician. even know what, I don't even know what interest, instrument, but I mean if you give me a drumstick, I can be a musician too. Yeah. Not a good musician, but musician nonetheless. That's crazy to, uh, that she was paid to move to L.A. and then nothing came from it. In the MGM mind. Right, right. A few movies. But yeah, Walt, Walt saw her and said, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I want that to be the voice of uh, Alice, which is pretty interesting. That, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't really do any like – they said that he had someone pinned before that um, as the voice actress, but they ended up not going with her because she, she sounded too British. They kicked that. <laughs> So I'll tell you what, she's got a killer voice. She I mean, has a great voice. Alice in the Wonderland, she, her voice is iconic. Yeah, and so is Wendy. Yes. Wendy Darling, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yes, but Alice has that, like, I don't know, that older sound to it. You know what I'm talking about? Sounds like like muffled, kind of. That's no. so old. Oh, you mean quality-wise? Yeah. Oh. But in a good way? In a good like way. A nostalgic way. Nostalgic way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. I honestly have never seen the movie. I get, you're lying. I don't think so. <laughs> How have you never seen the movie? I don't know. Why would I have seen it? Because it's a good movie. I saw like the live action one. Why would you watch that before you watch the original? I was like four. Wait, when the live know. action came out, you were four? I don't know. I was four when I saw it. I don't know if it came out. I don't think I ever watched like the animation all the way through. Oh my gosh, what is happening right now? I I'm mean, gonna be completely honest with you guys, and just you guys. I didn't even know Alice was a Disney character for the longest. She doesn't scream Disney to me. I mean, like the whole movie's about drugs. Yeah, man, but a lot of those movies back in the day were freaking Dumbo. It's, it's totally drunk. different now. Pinocchio. I wasn't talking great. about the 2010 version of Alice in Wonderland, by the way. Yeah, what version were you talking about? I think there was another one. 1999. There we go. So that makes sense. I wow, that was a really weird guess, but I was four when I came out. 1999. And which one is that? 1999. Alice in Wonderland. Who produced that? Not Disney. Not Disney. Okay. It was oh, it was a television film. If you saw the trailer or a picture, you'd know it. Whoopi Goldberg was in it. Martin Short was in it. Gene Wilder was in it. Ben Kingsley was in it. What? Yeah. I do not re- remember this. I have to look this up. Yeah. Guess what it was called. Out through the living glass? Yeah. It was called Alice in Wonderland. 
What year? <clears throat> 1999. I think they're trying to like, keep on trying to remake it so it sticks. 6.3 out of 10. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, I recognize that girl. Yeah. From other things, though. Not from Alice in Wonderland. Is that Martin Short? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. I think I remember this. Christopher Lloyd. Like, this was a star-studded cast. Wow. The cat's creepy, man. Martin Short as a Mad Hatter is interesting. I want to watch this now. Yeah. I know this is a good movie. The Disney podcast. Wow, look who the uh, Tweedledum Tweedledee was. Whoopi Goldberg was the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, this is a good movie, though. Robbie Coltrane, who is uh, Hagrid. This is a good cast. Who does Hagrid play? Um, That was the other Tweedledum, right? Dumbledore. Oh, (laughs) Dumbledore. Oh, my God. produced it. Christopher Lloyd was in it. Yeah, we do. Gene oh, Wilder the, was in the movie. <laughs> Dude, Gene Wilder <laughs> was in it. And Christopher Lloyd. This is now. insane. Let's play history. This is a crazy cast. I know. You're welcome. During the production of Alice in Wonderland, Catherine Beaumont not only supplied the voice for the iconic character Alice in Wonderland, she also acted out scenes for the animators to reference while drawing. Walt Disney Studios used an animation process called Rotoscope, which was done by tracing over filmed movements of live performers, frame by frame, from a live action film. Walt Disney Studios used this process during the making of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White, the Evil Queen, the Huntsman, and Prince Philip were all acted out by live actors. During production, Walt decided that the realistic facial features may be scary for small children, so he made the animators cartoonify the characters' faces. Walt Disney Studios used this process, as well as using real-life animals for future animated films like Bambi and Fantasia. During the filming, there aren't many set decorations, just enough for references. This process was used all the way up to Disney's Renaissance era, with films like The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Beaumont remembers the bare-bones set, which would only contain boxes and other items to represent important pieces for the film. While filming the scenes for Alice in Wonderland, 11-year-old Catherine would spend four hours working and then three hours with a personal teacher attending class. Catherine remembers filming the scene where Alice shrinks and falls into a bottle, which then floats across a sea of tears. The crew created a large plastic jar fitted onto a wooden sphere, so the motion of the traveling across the waves could be simulated. Beaumont had to be lifted into the container and sit inside to act out the multiple scenes. So I think it's kind of cool. Like now they have all this technology to go ahead and kind of get that type of, you know, like can put those like little green thing, the balls all over the, the people. Yeah. Right. With like the, and then they can kind of get that and kind of put it on like animation and video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing here is they're, you know, uh, they're actually acting out and they draw what they're seeing, which is kind of cooking. I mean, I'm sure that's pretty hard. Yeah, it was. If you look at the images um, from it, which I'm going to right now, I'm going to uh, upload some images onto the thing here. But and if you're just listening to this, just imagine. Just imagine. You, if you, you know, if you become a Patreon, you can watch us live and you can also see images on a Discord for uh, this kind of stuff. But um, it's pretty crazy what she was doing. And I guess what a lot of people did during that time. I didn't I didn't really know that that's how they did the movies back then. Um, but it's kind of interesting that they had to act with such little amount of things around them. I mean, that's like a true acting right there. Like that's, it's not easy to do all this acting when nothing is in front of you and you have to literally use your imagination. Uh, that that's some, that's difficult for sure. Yeah. I think it's really cool. It just seems like Disney was always ahead of their time and just doing stuff like this just, uh, kind of proves that point. Wow. So Alex is, uh, currently posting the photos of Catherine Beaumont. Beaumont. And um, kind of looks like she's being tortured. It, it, it does. Man. It, it doesn't does look, look like, like they're filming a kids movie. <laughs> it does look like she's being tortured. 
But yeah, yeah, there she is inside the glass, uh, the glass for it, and then That's crazy. inside the house. And another one is uh, her. Looks like she's on a torture rack. Yeah, it does. It looks and it looks like they're roasting her over a fire yeah, in that one like picture. Like 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 on an old like uh, Looney Tunes. I, Tune, I don't know Tunes what scene she's filming there, but the Caribbean when Jack yeah. Sparrow's like on that thing and they're turning him. It's definitely interesting. like when like when Roadrunner gets caught and then he just gets starting getting roasted on a fire, like in, in a dream or something. There is yeah. um there is a movie I think that someone did on Alice in Wonderland production and it kind of yeah, I think they found the live action of the sequences and it's pretty interesting for sure. Pretty neat. Yeah. And so what year is, was this movie filmed? Sorry. That's right. This um, movie was filmed in like the forties, wasn't it? She was released in hold on. Uh, I would I would I'm gonna say the sixties, but no. Nineteen fifty one is when it was released. Really? So film probably like forty wow. eight, forty nine. It's kind of crazy. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, 1951, they had this kind of technology. And look, they've gone full circle now. Uh, I mean, of course, they have nothing on the sets because they're not filming something. They're just kind of drawing. But look right. at the Jungle Book. Have you ever seen the Jungle Book get filmed? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's one very actor. Similar. There's nothing behind them. It's yeah. very similar, like but instead you... of having gray all around it, it's green. Yeah, green yeah. and blue. But, um, mm-hmm. if, if, you put that, if you put a picture of present day in black and white, it would look very similar. It would. You're right. It would look very similar. <laughs> And you know what's interesting is it's insane that they they've done this all the way leading up to the Renaissance era with Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Like I would love to go find those images. I didn't think about going to look for them, but yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting that they also did it with Aladdin and Little Mermaid. I guess when an idea like this works, I mean, think about it. They it was such a good idea that Disney didn't create it, but they were utilizing it prop, uh, properly, right. and um, it lasted for over fifty years. Like that's a, that's insane technique. Yeah. And if you think about it, like uh, the more and more I think about it, this, they do the same thing today, but with computers. Yeah. So like they have Andy circus is, you know, one of the most famous for it, but he'll act out what they want the person to do. And then they, instead of drawing over top of it, they, they get computers to put CGI over top of it. So it's kind of cool how we saw that method evolve into what it is today. And soon it's going to be just AI. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is might be one of the reasons why they reuse a lot of stuff in Disney anim- animation. Right. It's because it yeah. uh, kind of takes a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Makes like, sense. Like they were used with, um, what was it? It was Robin Hood. Robin Hood and Winnie the Pooh. Jungle Book. Jungle yeah. Book, yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting that um, even though it's not Alice in Wonderland's before that, it's about the movie with Seven Dwarves um, that they were going to do. You know, they had the people acted out and then they drew over it scene by scene. And Walt's like, those realistic faces are creepy. We need to cartoonify them and make it more cartoon. Because imagine if they had all those extra lines. Think about in, um, have you seen seven, uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarves, Chris? Yes, I have. Okay, you remember, you know the scene with the huntsman when you can see his green eyes and his face like up close? Yes. It's kind of more detailed. Like if that's how everyone's faces looked all the time, it would definitely, it would definitely look like a creepy it would be like a creepy Disney, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Beaumont went on a promotional tour for the film and appeared in Disney's One Hour in Wonderland, a special hosted by Walt, which promoted the new movie. Right after Alice in Wonderland was completed, Disney offered Catherine the part of Wendy in the upcoming Peter Pan full-length feature. Alice in Wonderland was released on July 26, 1951 in London and July 28, 1951 in New York City. The film's production budget was $3 million, but it only grossed $2.4 million domestically. Later in 1974, when it was re-released in theaters, Alice in Wonderland grossed $3.5 million. 
During production of Peter Pan, Catherine again was used for the voice as well as acting. Catherine recalls being suspended in the air to simulate flight, despite the fact that she had a fear of heights. Peter Pan released in theaters on February 5, 1953. It was released as a double feature with the documentary short Bear Country. Peter Pan was a box office success, costing $4 million to make and earning $8.6 million in total. Peter Pan was then released as a standalone film in theaters in 1958, 1969, 1976, 1982, and 1989. After the filming of Peter Pan wrapped up, Catherine Beaumont decided to focus on her schooling and attended public high school. She graduated, then attended University of Southern California. There, she graduated with a teaching degree and became an elementary school teacher for 36 years. Catherine worked in her field until 1983 when she was hired to reprise her roles as a voice actress only for specials, video games, park attractions, and other things. She even did voice acting as late as the early 2000s in Disney's House of Mouse and the Kingdom Heart games. In 1988, Catherine Beaumont was awarded a Disney Legend Award and officially retired from acting in 2005. Okay, so we talk about how she was uh, a Disney legend. We kind of poked fun at that in the beginning. Like, what do you have to do to be a Disney legend? Well, she did do a couple other projects during her time with Disney. She did uh, two TV specials. One was entitled One Hour in Wonderland, and then she was Wendy in the Walt Disney Christmas Show. Yes. So she was kind of, she was kind of like, you know, she did a couple more projects. Uh, really thought it was interesting that she was a teacher for 36 years yeah. uh, after working for Disney. It's kind of cool. But anyway, so she returned uh, to do the voice of Wendy, which was uh, pretty cool because you can hear that during the pirate sequence in Phantasmic, which is which is pretty neat. And then she also voiced uh, Alice for Alice in Wonderland Attraction in 1984. So she did contribute a lot. And so anyway, we were kind of joking, like I said, about what do you have to be to be a Disney legend? So I was kind of looking up the Disney legends. And I looked up that she got inducted in 1998. So other notable names that are familiar to like household names uh, in that year were Dick Van Dyke was inducted that year. Um, Roy E. Disney was in, uh, was inducted that year. Kurt oh. Russell was inducted that year. There's a lot of other names that uh, other people probably know that I'm just not familiar with. But those are three that uh, that I'm familiar with. But as you go on. Um, you know, it's like Jonathan Groff was just inducted in 2022 as a Disney legend. Did he do did like ideally, did he do enough to become a Disney legend? He was in Frozen. That's it, right? He's Olaf. He did. He, I mean, he's in Beauty no, and the Beast um, live action. No, no, no. Jonathan Groff, not um, oh, this is Chris. This is Kristoff. Okay. okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I, he was in uh, he was King George for Hamilton. But that's not a Disney right. thing. It, they had but the he also, to he, was in, yeah, he was in Frozen. He was. um. Chris, yeah, like Christoph, yeah, yeah, that's true. He was only one big, like it was a big Disney thing, but it was only one. Like in fifty years, when people go Disney Legends, he's not going to be in people's minds of a Disney Legend. No, and it seems like in twenty twenty two, it almost looks like the whole cast of Frozen was inducted. So maybe it was more of just a Frozen project thing than anything else. You had Jonathan Groff, Adina Menzel, Kristen Bell, and um, Josh Gad all get inducted. So I don't know. I guess you don't need to do that much with Disney. You just have to be a, like a, a household name for Disney. You know what I mean? Or just put your mm -hmm. mark on. Because, okay, so they got inducted in 2022. When did Frozen come out? Well, Frozen, I think, is one of the top grossing movies of all time. Right, right. So, so and that was, yeah. the, uh, that was very quick. And since they did that, they're automatically legend. So I think by 1998, when Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan made them as much money as they did, they're like, all right. I think we should kind of maybe give uh, 
you know, induct this this person who contributed a big part to these two movies and cement them in Disney Disney history. So maybe that's why. So maybe it's more so just like uh, long lasting um, than like than uh, quality over quantity. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I feel like it should be hard to be a Disney legend. I feel like we could be Disney legends at this point if we continue. No, I I do agree with you, Alex. Like, I'd love to go over some of these Disney legends and kind of break down, like, who maybe even just rank the Disney legends. I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, and maybe we'd have to do it by decade or something because there's a lot. Like um, a bracket. Yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to talk about who belongs on the list, who doesn't. 2021, only one person was inducted into the Disney Legend Hall of Fame. Maybe someone good. Um, yeah, Robert Price Foster. Don't know who that is, but I'm sure he's very important. But yeah, it's just interesting. I think it'd be cool to kind of look through these. And it's also, it'll also be interesting to see as Disney acquires other companies who becomes Disney Legends. Because as early as 2019, we start to see names like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Who, what did he do for Disney other than Iron Man? You know what Iron I mean? Iron Man, he's Iron Man. No, 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 no. I'm saying as Disney acquires other companies because they okay. acquired Marvel. If they never acquired Marvel, he'd never be a Disney legend. Correct. So it'll be cool to see like, you know, who are they looking at in like Fox Studios and stuff like that, that they might, you know, name a Disney legend. Mm -hmm. We're getting kind of off the beaten path of Catherine Beaumont, but that kind of, uh, I just wanted to justify or see why she was considered a Disney legend with her small, what we thought was small time at Disney. Because it is crazy that she left Disney and became a teacher. Like yeah. she did not, she came back to do little, little roles, but she was two characters and it cemented her as a Disney uh, legend. I just I was kind of wondering why. And now looking at the list, it, it's a little more clear. Yeah. Can you imagine having, um, Alice, Alice from Alice in Wonderland as your elementary school teacher. Like I feel like so that's, cool. That's something you could tell someone. But like, yeah. Oh, Alice, like Alice and Wendy Darling was our my teacher, and they're like, what? No, she wasn't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was my elementary <laughs> school teacher. No, why are you lying? Don't you know the name Catherine Beaumont? Mar Beaumont? No, I don't. And also, how cool is it that she's teaching kids that age? So it's like she's probably so good with kids. Yeah. Uh, because of that. Yeah, her slight and English accent. <laughs> slight English accent, yeah. They, they, the kids, probably, some of the kids are probably so young they, they had no idea what Alice in Wonderland or Wendy, you know, or who Wendy Darling was, but they thought it was cool that their teacher had an accent. Um, <laughs> like, why are you watching Peter Pan again? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I thought was, do you think they watch it on mute and then she just says all the lines? <laughs> one thing, one thing that I thought was cool was we talked about in uh, history paragraph two that. She was the person acting out all the things before it was animated. Mm -hmm. So she was saying in this in her Disney um, legend induction, you can click and see a brief summary on them. She was saying that she um, watches the movies and it makes her so happy because she recognizes her movements from when she was a kid. Like yeah, that would be crazy. That. that would be yeah. crazy. It's she even, can see herself in cartoons. It's even crazier that um, she was afraid of heights, yet she did the uh, the windy flying scenes. Yeah, which is like. Yeah. I can't imagine acting like you're having fun while being terrified of heights at still a young age, still like probably like 14, 15 at this time at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's uh, insane. Yeah. My and problem I... sweat on the ride when we were going over <laughs> the London. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, so Wendy, you know, like the character in Peter Pan is really like, like a, a, um, a nurturing type of character, almost like yes. a mother type character. Right. And it's kind of cool. And like in Hook, right? I know I don't, I'm not sure if Hook is Disney, um, but close Hook, enough. But Wendy and Hook, you know, supposedly is like 
you know, she's taking care of all these orphans, right? Mm -hmm. Has yeah. that type of, um, you know, character also. And then the real Wendy, the person who voices Wendy, has that type of, you know, uh, you know, she's a teacher taking care of kids. I think it's kind of cool. Kind of make that connection. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, you're a teacher. You should get uh, Wendy Darling tattooed on your on your chest or something or on your I back. Might. <laughs> I might. Uh, maybe I'll get it on my my big toe. You know what's fine interesting is how they re-release Peter Pan in theaters in 58, 69, 76, 82, and 89, which is kind of an interesting idea. Like, I wonder why. I wonder if they would re do that again, like re-release movies. Like, think of how how well that kept Peter Pan in the forethought of kids because they yeah, seemed really. to put it in theaters. At, first, it was every 10 years. And then it was every, it, then it was a, in, in, it was like, Eight, eight and nine years we put it's in theaters again. Nine years it's in theaters again. Then in five years it's in theaters. Then another five years it's in theaters. It's kind of a good way to keep a movie in kids' thoughts because if it doesn't get re-released, it may disappear during those time periods. Absolutely. I also so I was born in 1995, right? Many many years after Peter Pan, the original Peter Pan was released, mm -hmm. right? But Peter Pan, the animated movie, was a staple in my house. Like that was a favorite, one of the like our favorite movies growing up. And um, I, uh, not Cinderella, um, Alice in Wonderland was not. You know that wasn't. I don't know if that's a movie that's universally loved. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. I think there's characters in that from that movie that are like have a cult following. Yeah, and I think the representation of the parks is huge. And I think you know it's all over merchandise. But I think that I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Peter Pan. Right. I definitely watch Peter, a lot more Peter Pan than Alice in Wonderland. That's for sure. Yeah. My yeah, wife yeah, loves sure. Alice in Wonderland. She used to watch that a lot. But I watch a lot of Peter Pan. Yeah. So with the re-release, I think you're right. With the re-release of Peter Pan, it's just uh, and, and we're getting an, uh, a reboot of it uh, soon, which we were talking about last week. So it's just like and I think this that I think um, the, the message behind Peter Pan of just never growing up is synonymous with Disney's message of just <laughs> mm -hmm. like you go back to the parks and you turn into a little kid again. You know, the magic it's magic and you know and Tinkerbell is a um is like one of the main characters in the parks too, you know? Yeah. Or Magic Kingdom anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's good yeah. that they keep it around. It's really cool. So the contributions that she gave for this movie, um Okay, I guess I kind of see why she's a Disney legend now. I guess I'm <laughs> I guess it's getting it's making it a little a little bit more clear. <laughs> now alex you were talking about how there was not a lot of history on her because she was you know she was a teacher for more of her life than she was a uh correct disney actor but yeah. her contributions to disney i thought were really really cool and it was yeah. really cool to find out a lot about this yeah for sure quick fire quick facts let's go in 2010 beaumont did return to voice act in kingdom hearts birth by sleep the roles of Alice and Wendy were taken over by Hinden Welch after Catherine retired. Catherine Beaumont is the last surviving cast member of Alice in Wonderland. That's pretty cool. She's still alive? Yeah. We hear Dizhis think Catherine Beaumont is not only a Disney legend, but a film legend. Even though she only voiced two characters, those films are so historic, not only for Disney, but for animation itself. Her acting helped animators make Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan the classics they are today, and her voice will always be remembered. Light up your magic with Disney-scented candles from Three Cheeky Chicks. 
Their candles capture the essence of your favorite Disney resorts and food, from the fresh smell of the Wilderness Lodge to the delicious smell of Ohana bread pudding. Each candle is hand-poured with the finest ingredients and crafted to perfection, making them the perfect addition to any Disney's fan's collection. Whether you're looking to create a cozy atmosphere in your home or give a unique and magical gift, their candles are sure to bring a touch of Disney magic to your life. So why wait? Light up your world with three Cheeky Chicks Disney candles today. Use promo code DizHiz20. Visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHiz20. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Fan Piper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. Okay, so D plus for this week is Inside Out. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, okay, is that I recently just watched that movie on a Disney cruise. Oh, it was really? Like on, it was like oh. on the Final Vision on top of the boat, whatever, and I sat down and watched it, and uh, uh, it was really good. What do you think of it, Alex? I like Inside Out. It's a great movie. Um, I like watching it. It's, it's entertaining. It's funny. It has its moments. Uh, my wife likes it a lot. My daughter likes it a lot. My son likes it. So it's a it's a family fun movie. And uh, it has parts for everyone, you know? It's not just for kids. It's not just for adults. Mm-hmm. It has its segments for everyone. And the message is pretty fun, pretty interesting. And then it also has its touching moments, like with the uh, imaginary friend, which everyone says is like one of the most saddest parts of a Disney movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, and Bing Bong. Bing Bong, yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's one of those movies that I think will age with you because right now I watch it and I have my daughter who's young. But as I get older, she's going to get older like the, like Riley does in the movie. And uh, I think those memories of ideas of how memories, you know, are happy and sad. I think that's going to be something that's going to, you know, move with you as you age. And um, I think it's just going to get better as people age with it, I think. If yeah, I agree. Sense. How about you, Chris? I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here. Oh, gosh. Inside Out might be, might be, I'm not sure. It's Finding Dory is up there. But it might be the last great, not very good, but great Pixar movie that we've okay. had. Okay. I, uh, I'm looking at the list, and we've had, after Inside Out was The Good Dinosaur. Finding Dinosaur Dory was, after that? Yeah, a couple Whoa. months. A couple months. Okay. Yeah, Inside Out was 2015. Um, then we had Finding Dory. Finding Dory is very good, but I don't know if it's great. No, I think it's great. very good. Not great. Uh, Cars 3. Not great. Uh, Coco, very good. Coco is Not, great. Coco's really I, no, I think, good. I think Coco's very good. No, Coco is a, great. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Well, I'm sorry that you don't like the Mexican culture. I think it's a, I think it's, I think it's a masterpiece. Coco? I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, against it is a masterpiece. Out, no, it's a masterpiece. I, I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I'm going to agree to disagree. You don't like musicals. Okay. okay. No, I keep do like going, musicals. Keep on going. I do what like else? musicals. I thought Coco was very good. I love Coco, but I think like, as far as like a truly great, uh, Incredibles 2, that was a fun movie, but it wasn't fun, like, yeah. you know, uh, Toy Story 4, not a fan of Toy Story 4. It's, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Onward, not a fan of Onward. I like Onward. Not, not, like not, a, Onward. not a great, not a classic, no. Soul, pretty forgettable. Yeah. I like, I like it's Soul. okay. Soul it's good. okay. I liked Soul, but I think it's forgettable. But I, you know, other than Coco, I agree. I think Coco is the last great Pixar movie. I think Coco <sighs> could be up there. I think Coco could be up there. Finding Dory it might be, I don't know, but you got Luca turning red and Lightyear, and we all know how those are. I heard Luca's very good. I Luca's seen good, Luca, but Lightyear's yeah, decent. But I don't know if, yeah, I haven't seen Lightyear, but I, you know. Turning Red was uh, good, too. Turning Red I did not like even a little bit. I like Turning Red. But, um, um, it, but, but I mean, I think Inside Out was, like, the last, like, just amazing uh, Pixar movie. I just thought every, it, it, it hit everything on, on, you know, and now that I'm thinking about Coco, Coco was very, very, very I think good. you can have two categories. You can have the last great Pixar film and then the last great Pixar film with music because Pixar and Coco are different because Coco is more like a musical because there's constantly music happening in the movie. The characters are singing the songs themselves mm-hmm. where Onward or I'm sorry, Inside Out is just story driven. Yeah, I think that's why I look at it as like a great movie is because they didn't like because I love all the music in Coco. Mm-hmm. I love the story behind Coco. They didn't need music in, in in Inside Out. It was just like it 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 uh it just expressed everything so perfectly. Like it's such a good learning movie. Uh, like that's, that's such an important movie. I feel like for kids and even adults, really <laughs> adults and kids alike. But it's just it's so important. And I just think that just on all cylinders, it just was amazing. Yeah, uh, hated sadness. Very depressing character. Very depressing character. You know one one thing I don't like about Inside Out and um. Is there supposed to be an Inside Out like thing coming up in the near future, like a series or something coming out soon? I'm not um, sure. Uh, but is it one, Inside Out two coming out. Yeah, one thing I don't like about Inside Out is the main character Riley. Okay. Yeah. Stay with me here. Has what is it? Four emotions? Five emotions? Four emotions? Whatever it is, she has all these emotions right inside of her head. 
They all are unique characters, unique way they dress, unique of way they act. But when you look in other people's minds, all their emotions dress the same, act the same. Okay, you look, and it's not just age. It's not like oh, because the dad is older and the mom's older, so their emotions have changed. No, because even her peers, their emotions are all mimics of what they are on the outside. But Riley's emotions right. are not mimics of what she is on the outside. That's all I got. Uh, that is interesting. It's always bothered me about that movie. I I just loved the um, the depiction of the different emotions mm-hmm. and all the different things going on in your body. That's why I'm actually yeah. really excited for this new movie coming out called Elemental. Yes. It gives me very like inside out yes. vibes. Yes. Um, so really, really interested. Oh, and I'm looking inside out to June 14, 2024. Nice. Is that yeah. a movie or a series? Because I think it's um, it's, it says I mean, film two, So it should be a movie. For some reason yeah, I thought there was film. a series coming out that was going to be taking place in the inside out universe, but take place different people. Yeah, I don't think it needs a sequel. I think it's a cash grab. Yeah, like I, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with that sequel. If they're gonna be <laughs> Riley, she gets older. Yeah, I don't know. But, but hey, so um, so yeah, Inside Out, really, 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 really good movie. Uh, I hope that Pixar returns to that kind of caliber movie with Elemental coming out soon. Yeah, it's just kind of hard because I mean Pixar sent the set the standards so high that. We're looking for the next Toy Story, but we're not going to really know what the, what the next Toy Story is going to be unless they try are trying new things, you know. So maybe yeah, it is. I don't know. We'll we'll find out soon, guys. Listen to the the first the first Pixar movies released: Toy Story, A Bug's, Bug's Life, Life, yeah, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Freaking The Incredibles, Boomer. Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story Three was the last great Pixar racks movie on racks for a on while. Racks. Because then Cars Three came out, Brave came out, Monsters I'm not University. Big fan of cars. Cars One is That's a fun right. movie. It's a fun movie. I'd rather it's watch fun. Onward than Cars. I don't mm. know. I think I, I I would I would never watch Onward again. I like ever Onward. probably. <laughs> I've seen it three times. I probably never watch it again. But I probably never. I got never choose to watch Cars either. <laughs> I like Cars. I've seen Car Cars probably over five times. There's a lot of funny things in Cars though. He did what in that cup? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it has pretty funny things. Mater Man's just—I know. I don't like Mater that much. Really? Oh, I like him. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, I think he's great. Brave, I never saw. I gotta, Brave I gotta watch good. the rest of these Pixar movies. I've yeah, a lot of watching. Seen... Yeah, you need to watch a lot of Disney movies. This Pixar. Brave is incredible. Brave. I heard Brave's. I heard Brave's very good. Brave's good. Oh, it's not you need to it's watch good. Brave. I love Brave. I'm gonna it's... tell you what. Since Jared's not here, I hate Scottish accents. Don't know if I can do it. hey this is aj for the d plus club where we cover all things disney plus each week i'll bring you the latest news and rumors as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the disney streaming service in the us and in the uk and each week we have a weekly movie club where between march 20th and 26th we'll be watching the princess diaries share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord and I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club, with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. So, Chris, what did you do in the world of Disney? So, of course, I kept up with The Mandalorian. 
I oh, did watch yeah, episode good. two. Episode three came out today. Can I, watch can I butt in here for a second? Yeah. Sure. Because since we last spoken, yes. not only have I finished Boba Fett, but oh, I've, watched, you did? I, I've watched episode one of Mandalorian and already watched some of the episode two. Okay, well, listen, I'll, let's put a pin in what I did this week at Disney. Alex, how did you like Boba Fett? The, the last two episodes of Boba Fett is just the Mandalorian part one and two. Right, which is awesome, right? But yeah, it was it was good. I liked how the way they ended it and how much the Mandalorian yeah. was in it for sure. And even and even it's not just Mandalorian because I was watching it like I was watching. My wife came in because she was putting the, our daughter down mm-hmm. and uh, putting her to sleep. And she came in and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "Man, I was like Boba Fett." She's like, "What?" She's like, "Is this Mandalorian?" <laughs> I was like, "No, it's Boba Fett." She's like, "But that's Grogu." I was like, "Yeah, I know." She's like, "What is that?" I said, "That's Luke." She goes, "What, Luke?" And she was so confused because. It was Luke Skywalker and Krogu, but it was the Boba Fett show. It um, and and not only that, Ahsoka, Luke. Well, that was in Mandalorian, wasn't it? No, that was Boba Fett. Was it? See, I'm now yeah. getting even confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole that whole sequence was Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Getting myself even confused. Yeah. So I mean, as a whole, I really liked the book of Boba Fett. I feel like if people are out there because and they that. didn't watch Boba Fett, they'll be missing something when they watch Mandalorian. So you know that meme? I don't know if you know the meme, but it's um, it's Poe Dameron, and it's and somehow the Emperor returned. Mm-hmm. So like, there's this meme going around for people who didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, They're like somehow Grogu returned with chainmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's got the he's got the chain, he got the knight's armor underneath yeah. now. So we so you watched episode one of Mandalorian. What else did you do? That's it. Just episode, just a half of episode two. I'm not caught up yet. Okay, well, you did enough. That's that's a lot of that's a, a lot, lot for me. Up you did this last week, yeah. <laughs> so what I did in the world of Disney this week, I did do that. I like I, what I just said, Mandalorian uh, episode two. I also watched the trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie. I did what do you think? I did too. Not excited about it. Not excited. Why for not? It. I don't like. I'm the, really excited. I don't like the way the animals look. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm really excited to hear. Um, um uh, ariel thing because uh-huh. i think the music's gonna be bangers uh because the uh i love the soundtrack to the little mermaid and I'm, so i'm really excited to see it i will see it in theaters but man when sebastian started talking and i just wanted to like crack his arm off and start eating him he just mm-hmm. looks delicious he's not cute he just looks delicious he's just a crap yeah <laughs> it was just and that's why he really didn't like the new lion king movie right there's just the yeah, yeah. and but but went like under the sea is going to be a really scary scene. That's going to be terrifying well, with all these. There's so much going. Maybe they, maybe they'll, it's not that much going on though. There's going to be no emotion, and it's just going to be fish. <laughs> look, like, it's just going to be really weird. School uh, of fish still, around. I'm still excited for it. I will watch it. Uh, I think well, I hate Melissa McCarthy, but I think she's going to do great as Ursula. Yeah, the first um, I didn't I originally I hated her in that part. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't see how it was going to mm-hmm. work. Watching it and seeing more of her in there. Which actually changed something for my daughter because my daughter, when we watched the when we watched it, she was actually afraid of Ursula in the live action trailers leading up to it because it was just like parts of her, like her, yeah. her tentacles coming out and looked scary for her. And she's like, now I can see her as now I see her face and stuff. It's not so scary. But um, originally I was like, I don't think that's going to work. Watching the trailer, I think, man, maybe it will work. But definitely those fish are going to ruin it. Yeah, it just I like Sebastian. Just it's weird, man. Because, it is because weird. 
I, I just I like that's what that's what makes Disney so great is the emotion that they put in these yeah. animals, like in their cartoons. And to take that away, because now you're getting that great voice of Sebastian, but not a great visual. Yeah. Like it's just not accurately. I don't know. I wish that they would do live actions, but keep the make make the animals look fake. I don't care. I know it's not real. Like you're not fooling yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't need to do this. Um I don't know, man. I I I not even optimistic about the movie anymore because I think it's just gonna be another Lion King. Um I will see it. I love the little mermaid. I think she's my favorite princess. So I think she's gonna uh I think she's gonna kill it as Ariel. The mm-hmm. um I don't know. I'm excited for her and that's about it. Yeah. I mean that's all I have to say about it. We'll, think- we'll 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 talk more about it, I guess, when it comes out. Yeah, what do you think, think about of what? the Mandalorian? Love it. it. They it's it's just it's so good, man. It's just any any week that I can watch. I think I've talked about this before, but like I could just watch Grogu just like go food shopping with with mm-hmm. the Mandalorian and it would be amazing. Yeah. They 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 just do every single thing right with Grogu to make him just like the greatest character yeah. don't ever. Care about Grogu. You don't like Grogu? I just don't care about him. Why? Because I just don't. He's, he's not, great. Nah, he's all right. Ah, no, you're, you're a hater. You're a hater. <laughs> He's my I'm 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 a Grogu ride or die. I think he's great. I think he's like the best thing they've done with Star Wars in a while. Yeah, he's everything they wanted Jar Jar Binks to be. <laughs> <laughs> we should make that a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's so they learned their lesson. Like they put Jar Jar on the screen and they made him talk. See, then they're like, no, this new character, we're not letting him talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just use the force. That's all he's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. but that one's cool. Baby noises. It, it's cool that he can, um, like, he's learned from Luke, so it's cool that he's able to able to like wield the force and actually help out instead of be a liability. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in this latest episode, I'm not gonna no spoilers, but when he's in his little um pod thing and he yeah. has like he has like a little flashlight on the side, like I was like <laughs> yeah. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> you know, I all sent right, you guys but... a video and I found out recently that. Wayne, uh, John Wayne's grandson plays the Mandalorian oh, with, yeah. with the helmet on because not it's not Pablo Pedro Pasco. He is not he does not always play the Mandalorian with the helmet on. They have two yeah, stand other guy. And one of them is John Wayne's grandson, which is interesting. Oh, that which, is cool. Yeah. But you, know, you didn't see that when he sent it in chat. And like that's kind of like the old Western feel feel in some yes. of the episodes. And that's, you know, it's kind of cool that he's kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The music's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, it is. Before I relinquish what I did in the week of Disney to you, Joe, so you can drop this bombshell that you were uh, advertising at the beginning of the episode, I thought it was really funny because the, the two shows that Emily and I are watching right now, or work that ended, were uh, The Mandalorian and The Last of Us, both starring Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same week, he needed to be rescued by his like adopted kid, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny. Uh, he just plays a really good stepdad. He does. That's why he's America's daddy. Yeah, now he is. Move, yeah. move over, Bill Cosby. Dude, he's got a new dad. Move over, he's Tom got Hanks. more stuff coming out. He's 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 working hard. He's a really good actor. He's striking while the iron's hot for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's a really he's a he's a really likable person too, which helps a lot. But anyway, Joe. Well, how what about Alex? Do you do? Go first? No, Alex, no, Alex. Alex went. I piggybacked on Chris. Okay. Yeah, and then okay, I, okay. I I just double I just yeah confirm that. Okay, guys, so it's really not that big of a deal, right? But let's just say I'm a little late to the party, and I'm all in on Bluey. Oh wow! <laughs> Wait, I'm what? All in on Bluey. Are you serious? Wow. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. What? Like, I'm all in on Bluey. What? Big news. Okay. 
it is really big news. I, I was like, we we went we went away for a couple of days, and at um you know night or in the mornings we, we'd wake up, have our coffee, eat some breakfast, and we would watch Bluey. And then before bed, I was like, you know something, let's go ahead and stream it. Like I got on my laptop and I'm like streaming all these Bluey episodes. Love Bluey. The dad's hilarious. Dude, okay, love the dad. Do you see that one when they go to the park? You've probably I've seen, seen every single one eighteen times. When they went to like the park. Yes. He's with the dad, right? And he like looks over him and it gives like a little thing and they become like friends at the end. Yep. It's such it's such a good show, right? It's and I so feel good. like I am the dad. I feel like I am the dad in a way. Uh, I, I'm sure like all the dads feel that way. Yep. They're the dad. Join the group. Uh, but it's such a good it's such a good show. And I'm all in on Bluey. I can't so wait good. to, you know, get off this episode and watch some Bluey. Um it's <laughs> It's really good. So that's that's the bombshell. I'm a little late to the party, right? You're late, Alex. Are there like what's going on with Bluey? Like they come out like season three, season four is coming out very soon in Australia. So okay, so it's not even out at all. Then it's like about to air. Okay, okay. Which means we uh, won't see it for probably another six months, nine months. Okay, but unless you like, get it somewhere else, like on the internet. Yeah, if you somewhere. were able, if if like you YouTube, somehow maybe. could make the your Wi-Fi think you live in Australia. Uh, then you could watch it on uh, okay. TV. Okay. Don't give cool. many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, been watching Bluey. What else did we do? I don't. I think that's pretty much all I've been doing. Disney went away to Atlanta for a couple of days. Went to the Georgia Aquarium, which is great. No, it's not Disney, but there is something Disney. Went to the Georgia Aquarium, right? And they're like, they, there's Disney music playing at the Georgia Aquarium. So I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know, are they like they buy the rights to? Um, you got a friend in me. Like they were, they were doing the dolphin show, and they were playing. You got a friend in me when they were really, yeah. So I was like, you know, what's going on here? Like, did they buy the? And not only that, one of the there's a there's like a sea turtle that's in the the main aquarium there with like the, you know the whale sharks and the manta rays. And Disney, they caught that turtle, right? And the name of the turtle's Tank. Which is very crush like, you know, almost in a way. Like as soon as you start like you get the vibe of crush when you're when they when they're talking about this turtle. It's the only sea turtle in this massive tank because it doesn't like other sea turtles. And whenever <laughs> they try to like, introduce a new sea turtle, the sea turtle like this like attacks it. No so, way. Like, yeah, man. They're like so this and the sea turtle is very mischievous. It's it's really funny. You can see him kind of like, messing <laughs> with people. It's very it's cool, man. He's like hitting the glass and it's just, it's really <laughs> funny um that's my yeah the sea turtle is really cool but they mentioned disney like a couple times i think there's like another there's a there was like another part where uh they mentioned disney and i was like wow that's kind of that's kind of crazy well that's um, a huge place where they film movies is it really the georgia aquarium well no georgia in general georgia yeah. like a lot of disney movies are filmed a lot of the marvel movies so disney probably has a big uh you know footprint in yeah that area maybe that's and, why and then not, not only that, like right next to the Georgia Aquarium is a Coca-Cola museum. And Coca-Cola and Disney, they have like a partnership too. I mean, Coca-Cola yeah. is the only drink that's – so maybe that's something I don't know because uh, they're all like part of the same thing. Uh, and that's pretty much it, you know. You sent some photos, Joe, and the photos are insane. The, yeah. the size of those aquariums right? are insane. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah. And, you know, I know this is not Disney, but before we went to the aquarium – um i was like in the morning we're sitting there drinking our coffee right before bluey came came on on uh i think it was discovery channel or annual animal planet they had they had a show called the aquarium and they actually uh talked about the georgia aquarium and the whole uh, like, so an hour episode. yeah it was cool <laughs> and like so we saw like a shark uh that they had there was like uh had some kind of spine issues it was called l2 
and it was named the shark. And we actually went there, and the guy was talking about L two in the tank. Uh, how did you get his autograph? Was, the shark's autograph? Yeah, we tried, but they I got kicked out. <laughs> but it was cool. It was fun. So it was a good little trip. That's, That's awesome. Much all I did in Disney this week. Okay, Alex, you want to talk about what next week's gonna be? Yeah, I just want to keep talking about Bluey. Now that you're on, Dude, what's your favorite board. episode? What's your favorite episode of Bluey? I just said it in the I just said it in the chat. Uh, Passive parcels, one of my favorite episodes, along with Hammer Barn and Stumpfest. Pretty much any episode that features uh, Lucky Lucky's dad is one of my favorite episodes. Lucky's I'm excited dad. to have a kid to watch Bluey. Now. This is the thing, Chris. You don't need a kid to watch Bluey. It's amazing. Well, Lucky's dad. I Who's don't Lucky? think oh. I would take the time to watch Bluey. Lucky's dad is the next door neighbor <laughs> Labrador, a uh, Golden Lab. I like Muffin. Muffin's awesome. Oh, yeah, she's like not off, uh, awesome, but yeah. Face talky? Yes, face talky. Or so when funny. she thought she was told she was special. So she was like, I don't have to follow the rules. I'm special. Dude, imagine how many episodes of Bluey I'm going to be able to catch up on when I have kids. Dude, you're going to be like eight seasons. Dude, yeah. so many. We were, actually, we were contemplating going to see Bluey live. They're going to be oh, in Daytona. Uh, Alex, oh, I'm not going to really? lie. Yeah. They're not real, man. <laughs> no, don't say that, man. Don't <laughs> eight, say eight that. Did she make a Bluey live action? Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. There's no motion in that. <laughs> like Disney's going to be terrible. Next week on Diz His, we're going to do the history on the Aladdin and Lion King Sega Genesis game. Aladdin was released in 93, and the Lion King was released in 94. And guess what? Maybe when we're doing the episode, I can play the game for our Patreon all of us members. Can, all of us can play. I can't yeah. play while recording the episode, <laughs> but yes, my PC cannot handle it. But Ooh, um, Your studio will blow up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have a fire. Um, oh yeah, Chris. Did you play this game? Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, Even though on, you were a little, the, you're a little baby, you were playing it. I have, I have the game in my attic with my Sega Genesis. How did you? I mean, I guess by the time the Sega, that's that time you were old enough to play video games. The Sega Genesis was probably something you bought at a store on discount. Funko Land. Yep. So uh, good old Funko Land. So yeah, uh, I love. I remember. I remember playing Lion King in my grandparents' house, just over and over and over because I could not get past. I don't think I got very far in that game ever. I think I, I always died oh, no, in the me first either. four levels. Lion King was some, the one that I couldn't get past in Lion King, which we'll talk more about next week, was that giraffe one. So Where hard. I can't wait to be king. Yeah. And so in Aladdin, I didn't realize how much I loved uh, Aladdin music, but like I went to go see the remake in theaters and Prince Ali started going on. I was like, I, why do I love this song so much? And I realized that's like the main song that gets right. played in the game. Yeah. That's the his on Catherine Beaumont. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. Hello. Meet Optima Health, your friend for Medicaid coverage. Like any true friend, we can help make life a little easier with discounts on healthy food and gift cards for pregnancy and child checkups. We include vision and medical help 24-7. See more benefits at OptimaMedicaid.com slash hello. It's time to say hello to Optima Health, a health plan you can count on.